Welcome to 20 Minutes with Joelle and Stephen Gibson. We Let's are your hosts, Joelle and Stephen Gibson. <laughs> so Joelle, mm-hmm. how was your week? My week was really good, uh, with the exception of some things that happened today, which were quite upsetting for me. Someone stole our little library that I had put out until our official one is made. So it was just like a chair and a bin with a sign that said, free books, take one, keep reading. And like, I have put it out for a month now and no one's ever stolen it. Um, And like, I put it out at 8.30. I don't leave it out overnight, but someone took it today. Like, what the heck, man? Well, it was a woman. We have video footage of it, so... Yeah. That was annoying. That is annoying. Lame. People are poops. I know. Like, go buy your own stuff. Stop lurking around people's homes. It was weird watching them do it. I know. They just were, like, so determined. They are like, okay, yep. Just taking this stuff. (laughs) I know. Anyway. But, no, my week was good. I visited with my sister. Well, both my sisters. And, um... Mel and I watched Clueless, which I'll just talk about right now. Um, We were just dying laughing at how dated some of the stuff is, like the technology, the computer, the cell phones, just like the phrases that they use. (laughs) It's not politically correct at all. It's just crazy to think how much the world has changed, especially like in terms of dialogue and things that you're yeah. allowed to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How was your week? Well, it was good. I don't know if I have anything too special to say about my week. Things happened. Yeah. And those things were fine. You when got you were good. I got two bubble teas actually. Oh. It was wonderful. Back to back bubble bubble teas. Back to back bubbles. <laughs> bubble tea chasers or I don't even know what that means. Um, well, while you were gone, mm-hmm. <laughs> I I tried to go to bed early, which I told you about, and it didn't work. Yeah. So I just stayed up sitting in bed, and I just, like I talked about on the podcast, early on in the podcast, I was just imagining different scenarios of you guys dying. Okay. <laughs> and... Like uh, how Lovely. I would how I would cope with that, and I've determined that if at least one of you survived, that would be fine. Yeah, it'd be like if everyone was gone. That would be the worst one, obviously. But yeah, I like doing it. Helps give me some perspective. Is that why you've been like so incredibly sweet the past couple days? Yeah. <laughs> Aww, that's really nice. You've been really great. I just want to be nice. We had such an incredible date night last night, you guys. Well, first of all, Stephen and Sienna brought me home flowers, which was just so unexpected and so cute. Yeah. Was that her idea? No. Oh, was it? She is so giving, though. Like, that could totally be her idea. Totally, yes. She came into my room not too long ago. She's like, Mommy, tomorrow is your special day. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you get to choose whatever you want. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then she's like, you like cross-stitching, right? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, 
you get to go buy three cross stitches tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, oh, are you giving me money? She's like, no, you get to use your money. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Little update on the cross stitching. Um, I'm quite obsessed. And oh, I went thrifting with Kathleen. That was fun. Got some stuff. We're yawning a lot this episode. Well, now you are. You hadn't yawned before. Um, Cross-stitching. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, on our date night. um, We got, tried a new restaurant. Yeah, Tiger Jack's. I liked a lot. No, it wasn't Tiger Jack's. It was Molly. It was some pub. Yeah, it was that, that Irish pub. You guys know it. It's a chain, Molly something. Molly Irish pub. Yeah. It was so good. It was pretty legit. Which is great because the last time we ordered from another place, it was awful and they didn't get the order right. Yeah, that was annoying. Um, I got the turkey club, which is like my go-to sandwich. It's a good looking sandwich. It was so good. It was like freshly roasted turkey. Yeah. I got the chicken crunch burger Mm -hmm. and it was a crunchy chicken burger. I loved it. It looked really good. Yeah. But you said that you wish you had kept the tomato on it. Yeah, it needed a little more wetness. This mm. was the only time in my life where I was like, yes, the tomato should stay. <laughs> the tomato may stay. Well, I like getting it how it's made. And then if I take a bite and I'm like, I don't want the tomato, I take it off. I yeah. like that better. Um, so, and then we also watched. We got Sunni's. The oh, perfect bite oh my as gosh. well. Gosh, we got Sunnies. That I'd stuff was so good. Probably never order it again, just us. But if we had like people over, like your parents or whatever, the milkshake was my favorite part. The milkshake actually. was insane. Yeah. The cheesecake, like I put it in my mouth, and I was just like, I drifted off into yeah. another world. So it's this place only has three things on their me- on their menu: the milkshake, the cheesecake, and the waffle. And we got all three. Yeah. And we're balling. <laughs> <laughs> and it was pricey, but I wanted to try it out. How much was it? It was probably like $30 for the, or it was $26 for the stuff. And then. Oh, that's not Everything bad. on top. You're like, it was $26 for the milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still expensive. That's expensive. Yeah. Cause we just also bought food, but. But it was, it was great. Very, yeah. very good. Very good. So, and then we watched Hamilton. Hamilton. One thing I love about that show is Come closer to me. everyone's name is sung the same throughout. So like whenever she's like, what's your name? He's like, Alexander Hamilton. Like that's how he says it. Yeah. And it's like Angelica. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Aaron Burr, sir. <laughs> I like it. What did you think? I was so nervous for Steven to watch it because I hold it in such high regard. Yes. I noticed. I know. I'm like obsessed. I tried to do my best to be respectful and pay attention. Thought it was great. Yeah. Liked it a lot. Got teary in a little couple parts. What parts did you get teary at? Dear Theodosia, that song? Uh, I don't remember exactly the parts. I just... uh, I think one I remember is... um, writing like he's running out of time for some mm. reason that resonated with me i guess because yeah. i always feel like i don't have enough time but mm-hmm. uh i don't know that was interesting i thought you would enjoy it because i thought you would be able to make good parallels with like you and him i think that there's a lot of similarities in your personalities 
Why do you like what? That was portrayed in the play. I don't know Alexander <laughs> Hamilton personally, but few of us do. A few of us do. But like actually his biography, the same one that Lynn Manuel Miranda read that inspired this whole musical is on my um list. Oh yeah. So cool. I gotta check it out. Anyway, um I don't know, just like how when you have your mind set to something, you must finish it. Hmm. And just how, you know, that whole song, Take a Break. Yeah. Like, you're really good with taking a break, but sometimes you get caught up in stuff, right? Like, yeah. if you have that idea, you just need to finish it, and it consumes you until it's over. Yeah. So, well, cool. Thanks. I thought it was a, a wonderful musical. I yeah, there's so great cool. music. Um, you're not a fan of rap. Well, I wouldn't say I, I am not the biggest fan of rap. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind a good rap. What did you think of the rap in this? I like the rap in it. I will say this about the show. To me, the weakest link, which this is going to sound weird, is Lynn manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. He is the weakest singer in the group. Oh, the weakest singer, yeah, by far. And so uh, if it were up to me, I would replace him with somebody else. Because everyone else is like... Well, no one else is in the play anymore, so... Any, well, I'm just saying, everyone else was just insane. Yeah, like Angelica Their singing Skyler, talents. Yeah. She was crazy. And then, not like Lin-Manuel did a bad job. It just compared to them. Oh, yeah. It was very noticeable. Yeah. But obviously, it's his play, and he can be the star of the show if he wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's his party, and he can cry yeah. if he wants to. And I've heard from people sing. who have seen the um, show live which, I mean, I really wish we got a chance to see it live because it, there is such a difference when you're there in person. But I really love that they brought it to Disney Plus because I don't have $1,200 to spend on a Hamilton ticket. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're that expensive now, especially like in lesser cities, like in Toronto and stuff. But uh, Kathleen, actually, I believe saw it in Toronto and she said like the person who played Alexander Hamilton was like not as great. Yeah. I think because, you know, he had, he created it. So he had that passion and that drive behind it. So like he was able to act it really well. It was well acted too. Yeah, it was. I love that you got to see like the close ups of their face because I feel like if we were in the theater, we wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Is yeah. she crying up there? Oh, I don't understand. What, what's she doing? <laughs> Which one's Angelica? <laughs> She's feeling Angelical. <laughs> yeah, it was I really the cool. the choreography was incredible. The stage direction. Just, oh, so much. I've rewatched it now like five or six times. And each time I just appreciate a little bit more. And I can understand the story better. Because when you're first watching it, you don't really understand it all. Because the words are moving so fast and yeah you know well we watched it with subtitles yeah i feel like i got it plus i was stopping during the movie to reiterate to make sure i understood it um yeah which is something i've been trying to do lately uh when trying to learn or teach something is having things be repeated back which i know is not uh, a super original thing i just find it's really helpful i want to do it it more it is totally helpful I said it wasn't super original. Oh, I know. You didn't reinvent the wheel on that one. Yes, I know. (laughs) I'm trying to learn destiny raids. And sometimes it'll be like some person explaining a mechanic of how this 
boss is to be defeated for like 10 minutes. So I have to be like, okay, let me see if I got this right. (laughs) And he's like, you just said gibberish. So (laughs) no, that's not correct. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Hamilton was great. What else did you like about it? Because you had like a whole bunch of stuff and you're like, oh, I'll talk about it on the podcast. Well, now I don't remember. I think I mentioned most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was just really interesting. It, it did make me sad watching it in the context of today's political climate, like uh, in political, social, political climate, wh- mm-hmm. whatever that word is in America right now. It's like, um, they're, you know, a really young country. And I just feel like they had so many ideals and like we're really trying to make it great. Yeah, it's just really sad when a couple of people in power really screw it up. Mm-hmm. You know, like what, like what, what could have Hamilton, what could Hamilton have accomplished if he didn't have to go through that stupid duel? I know. I thought the duels were so stupid. Oh my goodness, what a waste of life! Totally, it, and all that because of these people's pride what a weird weird concept that's literally just what it was you know someone said something wrong or like mean about someone yeah and they're like oh i gotta shoot you (laughs) like what (laughs) it's like trying to like in the old days you'd just shoot them right obviously but now it's like okay if you want to kill somebody here's how we do it with it being lawful yeah to some degree yeah it's weird, weird. Obviously, people don't duel anymore. That we know of. <laughs> but, you know, you could argue that duels, quote unquote, still do happen in the form of, you know, different things. I wouldn't argue that, but someone could. Well, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Half a dozen or the other. You know, six to one. <laughs> That's not Nancy. <laughs> um... And it was interesting just how they portrayed him and his faults and other things. Yeah, I like that they did that. Apparently a lot of people (laughs) love this dude, so. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess he went unnoticed for so long, right? In what way? Well, that's like what the end song says, like... Alexander Hamilton himself wasn't as revered as the other founding fathers were. Oh, yeah. I'm really, it does make me, one thing I was thinking about is I'm very excited, though, for where America and our world is going in terms of all this political correctness and inclusion and ending racism, finally, which will never happen, but hopefully... We can end systemic racism. And just I think, you know, I can see where we're going. And I really like that place, even though it seems like things are really dismal right now. I think you can see how things are moving. Um, Oh, that brings me up something I want to talk about, which was the Zac Efron show, Down to Earth. Oh, okay. Can I just take this segue, though, to talk about the book that I just finished? Please. It's called The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. I think it's a show or a movie. I can't remember. Um, But it's about this young black girl who is growing up near the project. She was grew up in the projects and uh, they moved to like a different area. 
and she witnesses two of her friends killed by cops. Or, sorry, one's a drive-by, and then one um, of her male friends is murdered by a cop. And so it just follows that whole storyline, and, it, it, you know, it talks about the real-life examples, like Tamir Rice and, um, oh, the names escape me, but... It was so eye-opening. It's a young adult novel, so there's some cheesy parts in it that I, I had to fast forward. I'm that like, one I can't nacho listen. scene. Yeah. Now, she has a boyfriend who's white, and they both bonded over Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> okay. And... I guess that's cheesy. No, that part's not cheesy. I'll just spoil it, but... It's not a big spoiler to the plot anyway. It's just one moment. At prom, they got into a fight, and then he tries to make up for it by grabbing the microphone and rapping the theme song to Fresh Prince for her. It's kind of adorable. It's kind of horrible. Not adorable. I would throw up if you did that. Well, I I mean, I would never do that. I don't know the words. I know. I was just like, ugh. No, I can't handle that. Anyway, it's a very serious book. It is heart-wrenching because especially in this time with uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and the recent killings of black people by um, police officers is just I don't know it was just very it was hard to get through at some points because you know I'm like this isn't a fiction this isn't fiction this is you know real Nonfiction. This, this is like nonfiction. <laughs> Not to sound like a brainiac, but it's nonfiction. Um, no, it's just really, really good, and I would recommend it. And I, I guess there's more in the series as well, and I'll get to those eventually. But um, I'm glad I read it. It has come highly recommended by so many different book sites and things like that. So glad I had the chance to to listen to it. I would recommend listening to it. I think it's nice to hear. Yeah? Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. All right. I, I, oh, Doobie-dooby-dooby. Segment time. All right. <laughs> it's time for our segment. We have a segment? Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about the products that I just bought. Okay. Off of Amazon. This segment is called Products I Just Bought Off of Amazon. Do-do-do. So I bought a face steamer. Um... I follow a friend on Instagram, and she has, like, the most perfect skin. I forget the name of her Instagram handle right now, but if you're curious, ask me and I'll tell Rachel you. Rachel George. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. We know it's not her. Just double joking. I realize that's pretty mean. Anyway, I bought this face steamer. And, Stephen, how does my face look? It looks great. You're also super tan, and tan helps a lot, so I don't okay. really know. But the I reason... do see nothing. What, what do you see? <laughs> you look perfect. So I bought it specifically because I have been exposed to the sun a lot recently, and I've had sunburns, which is not good for your skin. If you're worried about wrinkles, being this in the just sun... In, sunburn bad. <laughs> Well, like skin cancer and... Uh, skin cancer, bad. <laughs> kill you. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, so I did the face steam and it was incredible. 
And I also have been using vitamin E oil after every time I am exposed to the sun, especially on my face and my decolletage area. Because ladies, this is an area that we often forget about and it's always really gross when like women have boob wrinkles like in between their boobs. You know, like wrinkles there. Oh, see, I'm getting them. If you push them together. Anyway. Um, this just in skin, skin wrinkles when you push it together. <laughs> push what together? Push it together. I was like pushing my boobs together. I mean, skin wrinkles. Oh, yeah, I guess it does. When you wrinkle it up. <laughs> Steven. What? You're embarrassing me. I'm giving the people what they want. Anyway, all one of them. Vitamin E oil. You can get the Jameson brand off of Amazon. It's like twelve or thirteen dollars, and the face steamer. That's J A M I S H O N E Y. Yep. B R N D E S. B R N D E S. None of that was I, correct. I know. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know what the face steamer is called, but just Google face steamer on Amazon. It's one of the cheapest ones. The end. And uh, I also bought a silk pillowcases because those are better for your skin too. Ooh. Do you have any products you want to talk about? <sighs> Did I buy anything recently? Preparation H. Mm, no, I bought that a couple of years ago. <laughs> it's a weekly buy. <laughs> Viagra. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even know how you buy that. Awkward silence. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I feel like I did buy something, but I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, either. I bought a wetsuit for Jesse. Oh, yeah. If your kids get cold in the pool. Or in the water. In the water. Get them a wetsuit. Yeah. Jesse is so skinny. He has like no fat on his body, so he gets cold very easily. Um, and this wetsuit. Yeah. He loves it. It, it looks so cool. It makes it also easier to pick him up and throw him. Yeah. Into the pool. And mm. as he claims, there's lots of room in the crotch area. That's an important part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's talk about, did you watch anything on your own? Let's get this out of the way. Yes, I did. Color out of space, 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 space. It's a new Nick Cage movie. I guess it came out in theaters, but I didn't notice it. And now it's on Netflix, Canada only, I think. And it's uh, like a Lovecraftian horror film. I was expecting it to be a little more mysterious, a little more mystique. Uh, you know, a little more interesting and weird. Mm -hmm. It was certainly weird, but it was also very gross. Like I was literally nauseous watching it. Ew. Um. It's not you don't like, watch horror films either. Yeah. It's not like the, anything too intense happened compared to some horror films. Right. But they do, the sound designer Ooh. really makes you just like, you're just constantly like, Ugh. Ugh. anyway, it's, it's a gorgeous film. There's tons of like cool color and uh, like their whole environment changes throughout the film. So it's visually stunning. Yeah, visually stimulating. Stimulating. <laughs> it is visually stimulating to me. <laughs> so um, stimulating. I think if you like horror, you'd like it. You know. Mm -hmm. I love the narrator. Uh, I don't know if it's from a book. It must be from a book. 
but there's a, a narration at the beginning and end and just it just the way it's worded is so good i wish i could write that good and i will use it as an inspiration very nice would you recommend it if you like horror films okay Thanks, and if you Stephen. do i also recommend a psychologist <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? Sure. I'm always curious about people who love horror movies. Yeah. Who love watching people be like disturbingly murdered. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's got to be something there psychologically. Certainly. I just don't get it. What do you think it is? I couldn't tell you. I know someone. Well, I know a few people that really like them. And they're wonderful, nice people, obviously. Well, Matthew likes them. Oh, shout out to Matthew. I don't think Matthew likes them. I don't know. Matthew, do I you like I think he them? likes weird stuff. Yeah. Like, like I do, you know? Like, he and I grew up watching Labyrinth and all these weird yeah. things and whatever. Probably him more than me. But... I don't think... I think for people who like weird stuff like that, I don't think it's a psychological thing. I think it's more just your imagination Well, I mean, large. I think everything's psychological. Sure. But I, I'm we're talking about in terms of like a... Maybe something's wrong with you. Yeah. If you like watching people be mutilated. Like the human centipede or whatever it's called. Like anyone who enjoys that movie. Well, I think that's like on the far end of the spectrum here. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, like anyone who watched Saw 2 through whatever. I think. Like there's something weird about you. I've, I enjoyed Saw. I thought that was very. I did watch that in theaters. With Sarah Sardis. Hmm. And Did you actually watch it? <laughs> yes, I actually watched it. Um, I, I also saw The Hills Have Eyes with her. And after that was the one, I think I watched it with, or maybe I didn't watch it with her, but I watched it with Cody and I think Darren, whatever. That After that one, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to watch a movie like this again. Was that a horror? I've never seen yeah. it before. It's like mutant hillbillies Hill abducting Billy. people oh, in the hills. yeah, yeah. Horror films have such a weird setup, you know? Like, they I get know. captured and have to, like, escape. I know. And it's like, that's basically... I remember I knew someone who made me watch the Rob Zombie movies. <laughs> they were disgusting. Yeah. Like, House of a Thousand Corpses and, like... But also, the people writing these things, it's like... Yeah. Dude, that's interesting. Yeah. I also have a problem, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, about kids who are in horror films. Yeah, that's something I personally feel is unacceptable. I do too. Like the little girl who like was unethical. an exorcist. Like, yeah. That's just disturbing. And you know their parents had to be like, yeah. Yeah. I want the money. Yeah. This I, will be good for my kid. I'm okay for my, my kid kid's to be future. brutally murdered. Yeah, let's do that. And I want my kid to say all these really crazy things. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. So uh, basically the end of that segment is if you watch horror films, we think you're mentally disturbed. unstable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, there's something. There's something. Um, we think you should analyze yourself. <laughs> figure out why you enjoy watching these things. But the Zac Efron thing. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, when I first started watching it, I was very... Um, judgmental of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about the show Down to Earth. Down to Earth. With Zac Efron and Darren O'Lean, who, you know, Zac Efron from High School Musical. 
Seventeen again. Seventeen again. Charlie St. Cloud. And Rachel's personal favorite. The lucky one. No. <laughs> oh, Baywatch. Oh, Baywatch. Actually, yeah. Rachel is obsessed with The Greatest Showman right now. Okay, but that so, doesn't help my joke. Yeah. Rachel's most highly acclaimed movie. <laughs> Baywatch. Anyway, and Darren Aleen, um, if you knew me when I was doing Beachbody, you'll know him as the co-creator of Shakeology. But he's been on like a mission since he was a little kid. Did he talk about this? I didn't watch the first couple episodes. No. Okay, so he used to be like really severely sick as a child. At least this is what he told us at Summit one year. Um, and like they could never figure out what was wrong with him. They could never find the proper medications to heal him. And I can't remember how old he was, but since he was, like, young, he um, went to, like, alternative medicine and started doing a more holistic and naturopathic way and really focusing on his diet. And ever since then, he was, like, um, you know, healthy healthy and like went to all these different countries and like was trying to figure out these different uh health foods and so that's where majority of the ingredients for shakeology come from like his knowledge and expertise and he's like constantly on the look like the camu camu that's in shakeology and like a whole bunch of other things so like i it was interesting to see from that perspective like actually see him work and see um what he does yeah so zach efron met him Somehow. Just somewhere, and he liked the guy the way the guy thought, and wanted to do, go on this little journey with him. And uh, so it's basically like them going around, looking at alternative energy methods and ways to sustain the planet and different cultures and foods. And each episode, you're never quite sure what you're going to expect, but it's generally like they eat stuff, they learn something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they, they, they kind of talk about it. it. Yeah. And I, I, w- I will say about it, I do think it is very down to earth. Mm-hmm. I think Zach Efron's pretty down to earth as much as he can be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like they have pretty candid conversations, nothing too in depth in the show, but it seems very unedited for the most part. Yeah. I was left wanting more. Like I wanted to know more about what they were doing and like what did they feel after it yeah and they're like they're fun they're not like hilarious or anything but but they're like a couple of dudes just traveling around and giggled it's pretty enlightening i do feel there's a in terms of i feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect with their with just i I don't know the subject matter and who's going to be watching it because like I, i can't go to the Amazon and experience these things. Yeah. It's two super wealthy white dudes mm-hmm. who have lived a very privileged life through, you know, hard work and all that Absolutely, good stuff. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But who can who can travel around travel and just do whatever they want week. and think yeah. about these things. Yeah. But you know what? That's just the way it is. But I do feel a disconnect where like me sitting on the couch like <laughs> eating Cheetos. <laughs> Drinking tap water. <laughs> yeah. You're like, tap water is going to kill you. And you're like, We're well, like, okay. Like, bottle water is going to kill you faster. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, it, I think it's great, though, because it does make us, or it should make us reflect a little bit more on what we are putting into our body. And, you know, maybe seeing 
how we can start living a more sustainable lifestyle. I, I, I think it's meant to be inspirational, mm-hmm. not necessarily applicable. I think it's kind of like Hamilton in that it's like the stepping stone to further knowledge. So like Hamilton, the musical, isn't the oh, actual biography of Alexander night, yeah. Hamilton, you know, but it makes you want to research him more. And Down to Earth isn't like the be-all, end-all of like what you need to do and how to be healthy. It's like, Hopefully hey, it inspires you to do something yeah, different. let's look into this. Let's look into our tap water and see in Canada what the regulations on it are and what the levels of, you know, the chemicals that actually come through are and... Yeah. All that uh, stuff. So I think, and like we were talking about earlier, like seeing where the world's going, I do think this is where the world's going, mm-hmm. the sustainable future. I think it's, a, you know, going to be a hard-fought battle to get there because of the, well, the old ways that yeah. are going to die hard. We just gotta wait for the boomers to die off. <laughs> just <kidding>. I mean, <laughs> Awkward like... laugh. <laughs> Such an uncomfortable laugh. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true, but you know, like it's crazy that we're still so reliant on gasoline, mm-hmm. and we have the technology to have yeah. electric vehicles. And why can't my farts just run the car? We know Rachel would be able to provide enough. That's too much, Joelle. I'm sorry. Rachel's an actual person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's not. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, we talked for a long time. Okay. What's it at? 33. Oh, my goodness. Let's shut up now. Do you have anything else you wanted to say? Uh, I cut off your shout out to Matthew. Thanks, Matthew, oh, for Matthew. listening. Oh, Matthew. Yeah, we love you. Matthew's my brother. So I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Steven and his brothers look so much alike, but, like, different enough. But I feel like if you all wore the same thing and, like, had the same... If, like, you shaved your head, you would all look very similar. It's funny. But that does... Will not happen. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want that. I know. It's okay. We all sound very similar, too. Yes. And I, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Why? I just don't like... It makes me feel less like me. Right. When there's someone that's not like... I don't know. It just makes me feel less unique. <laughs> all the women in your family, too, talk in the same... um, Like, not tenation, but like... Tenation. I don't even know what that word is. But like the same like rhythm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like they all go like this. And nothing's ever okay with this. And it's all going to be fine. I guess. Now, Joelle's getting kicked out of the group <laughs> chat in five, four, three. No, it's not bad. But like I catch myself doing it sometimes. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like the missionary accent. Yeah. If you're rounded enough, you start to do it. Yeah. But I noticed it when I was at my parents' house because when I'm around my family, I talk very differently. And so, like, I was kind of going like this and, like, telling a story. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, wait. (laughs) Why am I talking like that? Yeah. But, no, I love it. No, you don't. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love them. I love them. Yes. Hate the way they talk. Love the person. everything about your family members, but I love them for who mm. they are. 
Hey, I'm in the same boat with you. <laughs> well, on that note. Yeah, I'm going to go finish my cross-stitch. I'm cross-stitching something for uh, one of our listeners. Yeah. But I won't tell you which one. Hashtag, it's all of you. Okay. Hashtag, it's none of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for watching another episode of 20 Minutes with Joelle and Stephen Gibson. This has been a 36-minute episode. Aren't you lucky? Good for you. Oops, it turned off so I can't hit the button. Here we go.